Uh, usually I would say like, Hey Luke, tell me about whatever, but I was there. I saw the movie with you. Um, so (laughs) let's, let's, uh, I was, I was, I was, I was going to say that like, (laughs) it's going to be, it's going to be weird to record a podcast about a movie that we've already talked about extensively in depth in person. And then realize that's true of all of the Marvel movies we've ever seen. That's true. Yeah. So let's put the music here and jump into it. All right. So, Luke, uh, I think the best way to do this is to go step by step, because this movie is essentially just like a series of sequences, right? So let's talk about the opening of this movie. This movie opens with Doctor Strange speaking Spanish and being chased by a demon in space with a girl that we don't know. And they, oh, I should, okay, hold on. I should say spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's, let's, but let's, let's say spoilers here. So. What did you think about the, the 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 first set piece from from the uh, from the intergalactic demon Spanish speaking Doctor Strange up until the death of the squid in New York? That whole sort of run through Christine's wedding and all the rest of it. I mean, I thought the initial moment of like flash sideways. Like, I think flash sideways is probably the best part way to describe it. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's like yeah, it's fine, but also we knew this was going to happen. It was it was just it was quite gratifying to not have the What's supposed to better put it? It, is, it was quite gratifying to not have to work based on the assumption for the first 60% of the movie, the multiverse wasn't real. It was just like, no, 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 it's real. It's fine. Let's, let's deal with it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But that's right. That would have been really tedious to be like, is it possible to go to the multiverse? Yeah. But they just went, no, obviously it's possible. Like partly because they'd already done it in the previous movie, but also it was like, okay, fine. We know this about the multiverse. It's in the title. We're just going to, we're going to land in it and we're not going to talk about it before. That was great. I thought the fact that he killed her was interesting because i wouldn't have expected that or he tried uh, he, he tried to kill her that's true yeah he tried to kill her it was, it was interesting because i wouldn't expect that and then the wedding of christine was it was fine it was it was one of those bits where it was like oh everyone's like i don't know oh, i i find it really hard to get that into these kind of real world things when other things are happening like had it not been 10 minutes into the movie i would have gone for a piss I, I do think there's like a real downside to this movie that it it wants to act like the relationship between strange and christine was bigger in the first movie to the viewer than it was cuz like i've i never thought about it again it's ext- yeah it's extremely it's it's one of those things where Oh god, this is bad. But every time Rachel McAdams appears in on screen, I'm like, oh yeah, she's in this. Right, and she I know. and she appeared it's... in the she appeared in the first one of this. And I was like, oh right, she was in the first one. And I want to be clear, I love Rachel McAdams. I think she's yeah. great. You guys, if, if anyone listening to this hasn't seen the movie Game Night, ooh, that movie, unbelievable. Now I just want to make sure that is her in that movie because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it it is her. She's also in About Time, which is also fun. It's a part of a series of movies that she's done where she plays the wife of a man who can time travel. Oh uh, yeah, she is in Game Night. Yeah, great. Game Night's yeah. great. I think thought she was great. She's on the list of people who could do uh, comedy extremely well while also being believable yeah. as a as a human. People forget that like she's super funny and she's not yeah. really allowed to be funny and. I will say that the, as much as I, yeah, I agree with you. The wedding was like kind of like, ugh. I do think getting the quintessential Doctor Strange jumping off a balcony, turning into like a wizard and fighting like a giant squid uh, is like so classic, great, like 
I loved it. I love, and then we go full Sam Raimi. Also, that he finished his champagne first. Well, he's Doctor Strange. Of course, he's got to finish his <laughs> champagne. Yeah, no, it was great fun. Uh, the squid was also extremely good fun um, because yeah. it was just like massive and gross. And the, the MCU has always shied a little bit away from like mass, just massive, gross things a little bit. Uh, and yeah, it was yeah. massive and gross. They don't do, they do like the like, ew, I'm covered in slime, but they never do the like, I'm going to pull. A, have you seen the Suicide Squad? I see both Suicide Squads. So the ending with Starro is absolutely disgusting and great, and yeah. this reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it had the yeah. same vibe of just being like, "Oh, this is much grosser than I thought it was going to be." And then like the, the the movie does like kind of a swerve where you think it's going to be them, and I I do wonder how much of this is reshoots because this is this is an interesting interesting thing to think about. There's a moment where America Chavez shows up. And she steals the sling ring and she runs away. And then they immediately catch her and go sit down in a coffee shop. And Wong has a different length of hair. And they just recap (laughs) No Way Home, the Spider-Man movie that was supposed to come out after this, but then came out before this. So I do wonder if some of the movie was them chasing her around and they just cut that out. Which I I don't know. I thought it was fair enough. It was one of those things where I was... All of her powers are so much more interesting than her as a mystery. Yeah, no, I I, I don't want to do the interesting in her. Yeah, I don't want to do the like chase the teenager around thing. I don't like you know. I, I I liked that they just jumped into it, but then the next part is where I start to have some issues with this movie, which is the Wanda thing. So yeah, I mean, I like the Wanda thing. I I thought that I think that Wanda over the course of the last few movies that she's been in and WandaVision as well has become so ludicrously overpowered that I think it's messed with her like mind but in partly because she's allowed it to in part because the dark hold in part because if you become very very powerful and you can suddenly do whatever you want suddenly you become um a wild and crazy person who does really dumb things like i don't know buying twitter and i i think that she was fell firmly into that mold and that was what was 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 correct for her characters so i didn't mind her kind of losing it i mean i just think that like there's a version of this movie where I, I think there's like a much more fun way to build up Wanda being evil without making people have to watch Wanda Fission. You know, like Wanda is like there's a like you could totally see a situation where Wanda's like sitting with Strange and like slowly she starts to like recount what happened to her. And as she's recounting what happened to her, he's like beginning to notice that things are off around her house or like it's things aren't quite right. And then he's like, wait, is that the dark hold? And then she's like, yeah, you've never read it. It's, it's amazing what it can show you. And like, you could see that classic, that classic horror movie thing. And I'm extremely glad that didn't happen. I think it would have been more fun. Cause I think no, Elizabeth Olsen could have done it. Oh, I, I think they could have done it. But I think we also would have known what was coming. But I, I think... Like, 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 both that and the, like, initial moment of being like, we're not going to fuck around pretending the multiverse isn't real. I think it speaks to a really a, a strong instinct in this movie, which is that there were a bunch of times when I actually didn't know what was going to happen next. And I always... Like, it's... With these movies, like, you do basically know what's going to happen next, which is why I now often avoid, like, not only, like, spoilers, but trailers, because I would rather just go into it with a little bit of, I don't know what's going to happen next. And this one I didn't know. And I think part of that was because they said, like, the obvious thing to do here would be to spin out Wanda slowly going evil, going evil over 20 minutes. Actually, we're just going to do it. And then we're going to move on from there. I, I think I think it's exciting. And I and at the time, I found it very exciting. But looking back on it, I do wish some of it was dramatized because I think one of the things that Marvel movies are slowly 
doing less of is dramatizing plot in front of you and just using their their mass amounts of lore to like build to this stuff. Yeah, but that's because they've already dramatized the plot somewhere else. They've already dramatized I know, the plot in one division. Right. So, so I'm not I'm not gonna like act as though I enjoyed the movie less because I was worried about what other people who had less knowledge of the law thought. Like, I think that is a reasonable question from a what how a Marvel doing perspective, but it doesn't make the movie worse for me. But here's the thing. Like, I watched WandaVision. I did not think that she was the villain of this movie. I just, I didn't go into it thinking that. And then when she did it, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But it felt a little hollow. That's all I'm saying. That's all okay, I'm saying. Fine, it just felt fine, a little hollow. Fine. But the next part of the movie is where I where I start to have like some problems, and this is actually the scene I just like the most. I think this which is, is where... interesting because you have come to like this movie movie a lot less over the past three days, and I've come to like it a lot more. Yeah, maybe. I, well, I think that the the problems with it are, are are popping up for me a bit, which is that the Comertage stuff, the like invasion of the of the the wizard school, looks fucking awful and bad and makes no sense, and is also dumb because it's like. It's it, the scenes don't even really make sense together where, where Dr. Strange is like, I'm going to go over there. And she's like, well, I'm going to come over there by the end of the day. And if you aren't going to do what I say, I guess I'll kill everybody. And it's like, okay, did something, did we, like, is there stuff missing here? Like why, why did you go to one place to tell it? It felt very COVID. It, it felt like it had been impacted by COVID a bit. I mean, a little, I, again, though, I, I I think that that is again skipping out the bit in the middle where there's a long series of of convoluted conversations and stuff where not a lot happens to eventually get to the thing that we know is going to happen. Like, look, if 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 you have, if Doctor Strange discovers that Wanda is now Scarlet Witch and she's evil, and he's still good at this point, he doesn't get evil later in the movie, but just, he's good. That they are going to have a large pitch battle for America person not the country <laughs> um which yeah one thing i did have about this movie it, i think it really confused it because and it, it gave a lot of odd lines that glared but anyway ignoring that then you know they're gonna have a pitch battle might as well get get to it because you know you could have done genuinely up to the end of actually the end of the battle of uh, comitage covetage whatever the fuck it's called you could have done that as a, a single movie and that is how marvel would have done that 10 years ago it would have been very slow. We slowly discover that Wanda's evil. We slowly get to the main battle. We have the main battle. We kill Wanda. We save save the child. And instead, they bang that lot out in the tw- next first twenty minutes. And we're like, okay, we're getting interesting with this now. Okay, but imagine this. Just just bear with me. Imagine this. Imagine the movie is pretty much identical to the way it opens. Everything up into the squid is pretty much the same. You can even do your little weird coffee shop like last time on the Marvels stuff <laughs> segment. And then instead of going to Wanda, okay, imagine you just go to Kamrataj and imagine the sequence where they're all there and they're just slowly being haunted by Wanda. And imagine like, imagine instead of like an ugly looking battle on a green screen, you just get more of the stuff that I love that made you scream out loud which is when Wanda just goes full girl from the ring, Sadako, and it's just like climbing out of a gong and like showing up in reflections. But imagine if it's just like doled out in a better pacing. That's all. The context of that is I'm extremely bad with jump scares, and there were I know plenty of there were plenty of jump scares in this movie. Every single one of them got me. I just think that the wobbliness of the movie kind of is due to the fact that Wanda is an incredible villain, but we don't. 
we don't get the pacing of her in a good way early on. And we have a lot of extra weird stuff later on that like could have been pared down a bit. And, you know, we can get, we can get to that, but like a lot of the stuff. And I think this is also the reason why we don't get like other multiversal universes to look at because we're spending so much time jamming shit in, in the beginning. That's like kind of pointless and not the stuff we need. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this gets to my next complaint with the movie, my, my, my first real complaint with the movie, which is that if you're going to do a multiverse, you have to show a lot of verses and doing yeah. this movie ended up doing main verse, secondary verse, fucked up verse. And that was kind of it. And that I thought was disappointing because I think there's a lot more you can do with that. Yeah. And yeah, having, you know, there's some really interesting things that they, that she like, they arrive in this secondary universe uh, and it, suddenly it's New York, but uh, they're more, vegetation everyone's wearing gray and looks kind of british i think uh and you walk across the street on red instead of green cool okay fun interesting things and then there's a few hints there of like oh there's some really interesting things you could do with this and then they never go to another universe to explore those things which is okay fine and like so let's 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 first before we get to that because that's a uh, that's to me is like almost a second movie wanda kills all the wizards it's kind of dumb looking but then then we get the part that I love, which is Wanda just going crazy. No, she gets stuck great. in the mirror. She gets stuck in the mirror dimension. Now then she's like stuck in reflections. And it's Sam Raimi just like having a blast. You know, like uh, Wong and Doctor Strange in America are like learning essentially like a ghost story as like the candles are going out and Wanda's like crawling around and it's full haunted house. And it's so fun. It's like... It it might be one of my favorite scenes in a Marvel movie because it's just so bonkers and really fun. Yeah, it is. It, it steps outside of the typical Marvel thing where someone throws a load of fire at one another and then someone dies. It's super fun, and then that kicks off the the travel to the the multiverse. America pulls out, open the hole, which I thought was going to look kind of corny because it's like star shaped, but. I, I actually thought the the effects on her trap her time her like portal stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, it was great, and it it, it set it in opposition to you know stepping through a, 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 a Doctor Strange ring, which also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was like it, visually very nice. And so the thing that I'm very much with you on is that the other multiverse thing we go to is like kind of ugly looking and weird and boring. Yeah. It looks a little bit, it looks a little bit British. (laughs) Yes, it does. And the thing that I found the most interesting about all those scenes. So one is that they're filmed in a different frame rate, which I had read a theory is like supposed to be because it's a different universe, but also it just starts to look very flat and it makes me feel like, Sam Raimi really was not interested in doing those scenes as much because he really, he really kind of loses all visual flair and keeps cutting back to the stuff he really cares about, which is Wanda doing like random hauntings, like when she haunts herself and and does the 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 dream walking, but yeah. like it looks very flat. Yeah, it's one of those things where Taika Waititi would have destroyed the as in in a bad way would have destroyed the kind of horror scenes but would absolutely have destroyed the idea of a multiverse in a good way. Yeah, no no, exactly. I I think like oh so did you know that the writer of this like wrote episodes of Rick and Morty? Yeah, that sounds right. Like well, yeah, there's sure. definitely there's definitely like a look to it that feels very Rick and Morty. But 
Yeah, I thought I thought like in the middle part of the movie where it, it separates out and you have like Wanda trying to use the Darkhold to like take possession of herself and then you have Rick and Morty wandering around the multiverse. I was much more interested in Wanda the whole time because the visuals were just like out of control crazy. Yeah, sure. But I I don't know, I it, it, the, the 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 fun idea of of going to a lot of universes is also good except they didn't go to a lot of universes except for very briefly in a montage which offered the, the hints of something fascinating and then didn't live up to them. Yeah, so wait, we talked about this a bunch. I want to share with our audience my theory on what the multiverse universe they go to is, which is it is a world where Tony Stark is never born because Howard Stark dies in an explosion that creates Captain Carter. And then instead of Tony Stark becoming the smartest man in the world, it's Reed Richards. Reed Richards is the guy that develops Ultron, which means it works, which means they have better space defense, which means they get Thanos early because of their Doctor Strange doing dreamwalking, and then they create the Illuminati instead of Avengers because there is no shield in their universe. That's my theory. Yeah, and then also all of the people wear like uh, flat caps and scarves because uh, Captain Carter is the dominant force in the world, which means Britain's the dominant force in the world, so they all look a little bit British. You know, once you pointed that out, I was thinking about it, I was like, that's such a, that's such a good catch that like everyone kind of looks a little British because yeah. it's like... Because it's yeah. Captain Carter. It's also why New York has green space. Yeah. Because <laughs> New York kind of looks like London. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need some parks. It makes total sense. So that means I think we now have to talk about oh, I, I guess the, the the one last like really cool scene before we get to like the you know the big thing here is uh the haunting of Wanda on Wanda is extremely good fun and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And it is at certain points actually genuinely terrifying. Yeah, it's very, very good. You know what we have to talk about now? Got to talk about the Illuminati and watching them all die. <laughs> <laughs> all die immediately. But also, this is kind of my point about how Wanda has to be evil in this because she is too powerful. Like, she has, she's got to a level of power that it's no longer interesting to do the thing where it's like, oh, who would win? Because it's Scarlet Witch. It's always Scarlet Witch. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So what, is, what did you think of the, the Illuminati? As someone who doesn't read the comics... Like, did you, did you find that whole thing interesting? Like, did you follow the incursion stuff? Like, uh, did you I, make I think, any I think sense? We, I think we talked about it too much for me to be considered a non-comic reader at this point. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the Captain Carter thing, obviously that's, like, all set up within the movies. That's fine. Captain Marvel, obviously that's uh, uh, either Maria Rambo, Rambo or Monica Rambo. I can't remember which way around her and her daughter are. But, yeah, it's a Rambo, so... That makes sense, obviously, because she is friends with with with. Uh, it's Maria uh, Rambo. Maria Rambo. Okay. Yeah. Monica Rambo being her daughter who fought Wanda in WandaVision, which is a really nice little link up. Very fun. Yeah. Charles Xavier, obviously, you know who he is, but good God, did Patrick Stewart look old in this movie? Yeah. I'm very glad he came back for this one because I hope he does not do any more because he just did not look quite. He was given an extremely easy set of things to do because then it was like it seemed very obvious that it was like yeah no okay. Uh, pretty old now. Um, yeah. Then there was who else was in the list? Oh, there's Black Bolt. Black Bolt was a confusing one because I did not watch Inhumans and I had not followed that with the comics at all. So he, that was probably the one that was most confusing for me because, and to jump forward a little bit, his death was also super confusing. Like I, I, oh I, right. Basically, well. basically, basically, my understanding of that from what we were shown was that Black Bolt murdered Doctor Strange. Black Bolt doesn't like speaking. 
Black Bolt murdered Doctor Strange by doing some sort of mouth-based force ray at him. Black Bolt died because he he his mouth was shut up by Scarlet Witch, and then he died. And which honestly, those three bits of information together, I would not have got. Oh, he has the most powerful voice in the world. Like yeah, that Black Bolt, I think was a bit of a. It was law. It was a law too far for me, which I found interesting. Okay, so his his name is <laughs> Blackagar Boltagon. Okay, <laughs> sure. He is the it's, king it, of the. It, 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 <laughs> this was created in the era that that they were they were incredibly stoned and just like throwing things at the wall. Yeah, he was created. Uh... <laughs> no, no, what, what happened here was that you know someone stormed and was like, "You need a new superhero," and he just saw something on the wall that was black and was like, "Black." and then looked at like Bolt and was like Boltagon and it's like what does he do and he's like I don't know he yells because you're yelling at me and uh, job done that's a superhero right so he's uh, <laughs> he's part of the inhuman royal family who are uh, they're like super powered beings that live on the moon they were exposed to a mutagenic Terrigan mist which makes them like super powered he's got a big dog he's a Fantastic Four character and his his whole thing is that if he makes even a sound, it can create a shockwave so powerful, it can level whole cities and destroy whole planets. And he's, I told you this uh, at the pub, which is that he's one of those characters where Marvel are always in big events, they nerf him until like the very end. And then they're like, there'll, there'll be some dramatic moment, they'll, they'll be like, Black Bolt, speak. Or Hulk smash, you know, or like Wolverine <laughs> jump up with metal claws at Magneto for no reason every time. Like, because you know, every time he's going to like tear all your skin off. Like, anyways. So, yeah, Black Bull is very powerful when he speaks, and uh, then his head explodes from the inside out, yeah. which is fucking insane. And, like, I still can't get over that that happened because it's, it's genuinely horrifying to watch. <laughs> it is, but only if you know what what's happening because to me it just looked like he went and died and i was like i don't 100 know what his power is here he he tried to speak through his mouth but wanda changed reality no no, no i i get that i get that in retrospect but in 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 watching it live it just looked like he sort of like choked to death oh i see yeah no his brain yeah. exploded he, he exploded yeah. his own brain which yeah. is horrifying and then we've got john krasinski as mr fantastic mr richards yep. reed richards uh, who, they, who they refused to stro show stretching at any point because they thought it no. would be too ludicrous. But they did feel comfortable showing him become a human Twizzler and then pop in like a balloon right before saying uh, he loves his family. So, you know, that's pretty yeah. fucked up and crazy. Um, but that, all that stuff, like, looked a little... It, it was kind of clear. Honestly, actually, the most brutal death was almost definitely Captain Carter, though. It was very sad. It was very sad. It was very it's sad, very sad but it was, it was also brutal. Like... I did like that they gave her like a little steampunk jetpack. I thought that was kind of cool. Sure, but the the, the blood-soaked shield that's gone through her entire torso hitting the column behind was rough. Which I thought was kind of an interesting visual callback to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sure, yeah. We'll say that. I think, I think that entire thing, though, was not the thing that Sam Raimi was most interested in because all of that changes immediately into a slasher film in the basement, which has much more visual flair to it. It does. Where Wanda is just like stalking them around a tunnel. Yeah. I also think that like a lot of the stuff in that middle part, you know, from where they're moving around from Carmitage to Wonder Gore and they're like running around the other dimension, it all just like is kind of forgettable and feels feels a little pointless. It feels just, it, it, to me, it feels COVID-y. Like, it feels like we're, we can't change real locations, so we're just going to, like, run around in circles for a while. Yeah. 
I guess I. I don't. Know. It felt. It felt. I, yeah, it's always going to feel a little bit like that. But I, I. I don't know. I thought. I thought they pulled it off well, and it was exciting and energetic in the moment. And after a certain point, like I don't want it to necessarily be a a perfect movie. I want it to be exciting and energetic in the moment. Be like, wow, this is great. I don't know what's happening next. Even if it, I can laugh to each other. I'm like, yeah, it's better. I and like, I, I don't know. I. I do feel at this point, and I've said this already on this podcast, just not knowing what's going to happen next is such a powerful thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And I didn't either. Um, I, I, so then we, we, speaking of which, after that, we finally get another universe, which is one that is just is destroyed. And we get yep. another Doctor Strange. We get the musical fight, which is very fun, although no one in the world, based on the internet reaction, remembers that it has something to do with Doctor Strange's personal love of the piano and his, like sentimental uh, feelings about not being able to play music anymore. Also, I didn't catch this, but Red Letter Media pointed out on their YouTube review, which is that in that Doctor Strange's house is full of musical instruments, which seems to imply that that Strange didn't break his fingers. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, you could- Or or he's just collecting, he's he's collecting instruments. Yeah, he's he's obsessively collecting the thing that he's lost. Yeah, and what I, what I do like, and I, I we talked about this a bit, it makes me think that there's more depth to this movie than came out, maybe, or like I have to watch it again and notice more stuff. But I, because I, I do want to give Sam Raimi the benefit of the doubt with a lot of this, but oh, I do sure. love this. I like the symmetry of Doctor Strange defeating the evil version of himself, which is based on his inability to give up his past, juxtaposed with later on uh, towards the very end, which is Wanda does this has to do the same thing. And I think that there is some interesting symmetry there. I don't think it's done very well, but I think I think there is stuff in there that you could talk about. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. After after the musical note fight, we finally get the last the last big fight, which I thought was absolutely bonkers bananas uh, and fantastic. Which is when Doctor Strange possesses his own corpse from another dimension and gives himself a ghoul cape, which I loved, and it just goes yeah, full army of was, darkness. It's great. That was extremely fun. The ghoul cape was great. It, it's always really fun when there is a, a Chekhov's gun that you didn't know was a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Like, like, yeah, and it was like, oh, actually, there's a corpse. I was like, oh, that's been there whole lot of time. Okay, great. So when it first, when they first bury the dead Spanish-speaking Doctor Strange, who is wearing <laughs> his uniform from The Defenders, which is a callback to a different comic book. But um, when they first did that, I thought that was setting up Marvel zombies. I thought there was going to be a post credit scene where, like, the hand comes out. Yeah, no, that. That's yes, what I that's thought would, that they would do. But um, uh, we also skipped over Bruce Campbell, but it was nice to see Bruce Campbell. Where he's a it was, he's a hot it, dog vendor. The first time, the second time, it was not nice. Furious because I had to pee so bad. He comes up in the second post credit scene. Anyways, okay, so ghoul cape, zombie strange, full crazy bananas. He tells America to believe in herself, and then America beats the ever living hell out of Wanda for a while. That's very fun, very gratifying, and yep. then Wanda. Thankfully, is not defeated by physical strength or even magic. She's defeated by herself and her own guilt, which I thought was like very nice and reminded me a lot of the ending of Spider-Man Two, where it's not Peter Parker that defeats Doctor Octopus; it's it's Doctor Octopus de- decides to defeat Doctor Octopus, which I think is a yeah. beautiful way to, to to take a villain out, which is to convince them that they're fine, to finally convince them that they're the villain. Yeah, exactly. And Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, he just he knows this stuff. Like this wasn't his best movie, but like God, what did it feel good to to have a real level of like auteur filmmaking in in the Marvel universe? Because we haven't really had it since Thor Ragnarok, pretty much. That's true. Yeah, it's it's been a bit 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 kind of. Um... 
around the houses on it. Yeah, no, there's there's a real you can really tell when like actually Shane, you know, Shane Black for as problematic as he is, his his sort of Shane Blackian twist on Iron Man three makes that movie. Uh, above the rest in the same way that the Guardians movies feel very elevated because of James Gunn. Like when Marvel lets an auteur filmmaker with a real style and point of view do their thing and they can make it work, I think it does work really well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I guess in the end, are you excited about where the Marvel universe is going? I think more so than it was before this. I, the last couple have obviously not been amazing. And I don't, not in a way like, I don't know. I, Black Widow was fine. It would have been quite good had it come earlier on and coming when it did. It just feels a bit like, all right, fine. We kind of we've we've kind of done this now. Um, and I think that <sighs> what it's tricky. The thing is, I don't particularly want to spend a huge amount of time watching more fucking TV shows. Like no. I've actually lost almost. I've lost almost all interest in the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, Moon Knight was better than many of the others have been, but also just like. Uh, please stop yeah. okay so looking at the next list the next TV show out is Miss Marvel and She-Hulk which I don't know Miss Marvel should be interesting uh, She-Hulk I don't know we'll have to see I guess I can't, hard to know I think they could do something interesting with it and then cinematically we've got Thor Love and Thunder which looks really good Black Panther Wonder Kanda Forever which I, I, I am pretty interested in like me too me it, too it feels it feels weird given given uh, obviously what happened to Chadwick Boseman um then we've got an Ant-Man with Wasp. Then we've got Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then we've got the Marvels, apparently, which I didn't even know was happening. But okay, yeah, they sure. Yeah, keep, they keep moving that one around. Yeah. It was apparently out in almost exactly a year from now. So, Christ. I'm excited about this stuff. I'm definitely a little more revved up on it than I was. I think it's interesting how little I care about Doctor Strange now, which I think is probably for the best. Like, the threads of Wanda and Doctor Strange, I'm actually good on. I, I don't really need more of that. So I'm kind of excited that we're moving, you know, points of view over to Thor and the Guardians. And it's 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 an interesting balance, you know, taking the threads from Endgame and making them into these things that you can follow. Uh but I yeah, I'm good I'm I'm good on Strange. I'm I I'm, I'm satisfied. My itch has been scratched. I I don't really even need the multiverse much more than this at this point. Like I'm kind of good on it for a little bit until maybe Quantumania has Kang pop up. Yeah, I'm good. I feel like right. I feel less stressed about the whole thing that I did, which is weird to even feel stressed about in the first place. But cool. Well, Ms. Marvel is out in 29 days. Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is out in uh, I think uh, 58 days. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> glad we can just just keep going on this forever. Keep chugging, just like the content minds. Thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being around for the whole time. If you like this, consider subscribing. If not, don't worry. We, we, we keep all the Marvel stuff quarantined away. Uh, but thank you. Thank you. It's just been a, it's been a fun blast, and it's been a great journey, and we're excited to, to see where it heads now after, after this. So thank you. Say Do it audibly. Say thank you. Thank you. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Just like uh, Steven from, uh, from, from Moon Knight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uncanny. Uncanny. <laughs> Uncanny. All right. Bye. Bye.